Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Marley mates and welcome back motherfuckers i uh want to welcome you to the show this is an exciting week for me as uh there's a guest on the program and it's been a while since we've done this so definitely excited about this i have an upcycled piece and uh that's a surprise right because i don't really do that very often and this is the piece that i um i actually got the idea from uh, something else i had seen online but i wanted to do my own version of it so with um, all this mass-produced artwork that you see of the, the different slogans and the word art, as they call it, or whatever, um, very, very Bed Bath & Beyondy, but it was just kind of this thing I found in a thrift shop. It's the classic live, laugh, love, only this one is live, love, laugh, because that's original. Um, you see them on kitchen towels and rugs everywhere. People have them, whatever. I don't know. It's overused. It's overplayed. But um, I saw somebody online had made their own version of it, and I wanted to do one too. So it was inspired by Rob Zombie's Dragula song, the song Dragula. And that's actually what the name of this piece is called, is Dragula. And so it's a 13 and a half by 13 and a half um, framed print. And it has somewhat of a three-dimensional feature to it. So the background is very much just like a, I don't know, kind of scrapbooky kind of pattern play. And then in the middle, it's like a raised, I don't know, probably 10 by 10, 8 by 8 maybe, square. And it has some flowers on it and those three words, the live, love, laugh, as I drop my notes. Excuse me while I whiff this out. Come on, man. There it is. All right. So uh, my apologies. I'm going to have to have a talk with the Star Spangler again because apparently my notes weren't secure enough. So they weren't going to fall off the table. All right. So take a drink. Orange, pineapple, Wegman seltzer. The deliciousness. Okay. So what I did was I took this and I wanted to utilize the lyrics from the song to overlap and overtake this print so I one-lined 
That's what they do in the Navy when they make a mistake. They, they draw a line through it. One line, the live, love, laugh. And over top of that, I made it look like uh, where the, the line going through it was actually like a slash. So it's kind of like red and, and blood dripping down. And then over top of that, I wrote dig, burn, slam, and then painted over that to kind of give it a, a pop. So it's got a dark black Sharpie text with a different shades of blue, gray type paint over top where it says dig, burn, slam. But it's dig through the ditches, burn through the witches, and slam in the back of my, and then at the very bottom of the piece it says Dragula in the style from the, from the uh, album. So this song was from the 1998 release of Hellbilly Deluxe is the name of the record. And I just, uh, I, I had to do it. Rob Zombie's been a massive influence in my artistic pursuits. Everything from his films to his music, even his own visual art is pretty huge. And I really enjoy it. Uh, let me describe what I did to the piece. So besides actually just using the text over top of the pre-existing text, I added some Rob Zombie influenced in what he would, I would imagine him to do that would resemble a lot of his work and his, his visual artwork. So I put a whole bunch of fire on almost the entire third left-hand side of the piece. And it's classic reds, yellows, oranges, um, flames, just, just a blaze. And then I used some collage techniques where I printed off uh, two different sizes of the same image of Rob Zombie just kind of, just these were all printed in grayscale. And he's got, it's him with his top hat kind of looking up and menacing. And then I've got a couple of versions of him where he's actually on stage and kind of holding the mic. I printed two of those back to back, same image back to back. And I put them at the top. And then at the very bottom, I used a very similar pose that Sherry Moon at the time, later Sherry Moon Zombie, his lovely bride, uh, from her pose that was on the cover of the 1999 American Made Music to Strip By, where she's there and she's wearing a, a, a hat and she's mostly, I mean, she's naked, but her pose is very um, strategically placed, so you can't really see anything. Uh, but I wanted to pay tribute to that as well because she's she's been utilized in so much of his work. And I feel like, you know, fans kind of give that... Uh, give him a hard time about it because she's so prevalent in all his films and, and videos and what have you. So what I did was I attached those and it overlaps from the back foundational piece to the front kind of raised square that's in the middle and overlaps. And so then once everything was in place, I painted over it all. I painted over everything and basically just used it as more or less a placeholder for me to, to kind of frame out where I wanted to have things to paint. And I painted Sherry in uh, the same color scheme where she's kind of that, that bluish tealish color. Uh, she's got very red hair, red lips, white eyes. And then the, the two 
Rob Zombie heads have him in kind of like a bluish gray skin tone with dark blue eyes and it kind of bags around his eyes, the dark circles, yellowish hair, just kind of crude, crude top hat, blacks, grays, reds. And then him at the top where he's actually up on stage, it's not as defined. And he's got a cutoff uh, skeleton printed shirt on. So I, I painted the, the bones on there and it looks pretty cool. And he's he's holding the mic and he's, he's kind of back to back. And that's kind of the piece. Like it's really kind of unbalanced in a way. I mean, you've got the focal square that's three-dimensional kind of raised in the middle and stuff kind of overlaps off and onto that. And then you have um, kind of just that whole one-third of the left-hand side is pretty busy. The middle is fairly off-cent, like there's stuff that's off-center of the middle, and then that second third all the way to the right is almost blank in terms of I didn't touch it. I did add a couple of star decals towards the top and then actually on Sherry's knee because I love um, stars. I, I use stars often. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of the the significance there. I think that, um, I, I think it was worth doing and I feel like it, it really came together well. I actually finished this on Christmas Eve of 22 and uh, that's just kind of where my head was. I wasn't um, wasn't really in much of a Christmas spirit. I was just uh, just doing my thing. But um, why don't we get to our guest? Actually, before we get to our guest, I want to uh, I want to acknowledge that I went to the zoo the other day, and it was kind of strange because I was there and there was this new exhibit, and I saw that behind one of the. It was just a very small enclosure. It was almost like what you see when you, there's like reptiles and, and smaller, smaller things. So it was just like a little case. And I looked in there and I saw it was a, uh, it was a piece of toast. So I assumed, of course, there must be like some type of animal or something that's typically in there. And that's maybe that's what they feed it. I don't know. So I asked the zookeeper, there's a zookeeper right there. I said, what's up with, uh, what's up with this piece of toast? Is there an animal that's supposed to be there? He's like, no, that's that's just the exhibit. Like that's that's the feature. And I said, I don't understand. He said, oh, that's that's okay. You don't have to understand. Um, it was just bred in captivity. Well, I'm excited, Marley Mates, because uh, it's been a while since we've had a guest in the studio, air quotes. But here we are in my one bedroom apartment, and uh, I'm with my buddy uh, Jared Maribon, and I'm excited to have him in the studio today. Again, air quote studio, as I'm sitting with uh, my actual bed, literally two feet from where we're sitting right now. But I'm excited to have Jared on the show because it's been a while since we've had one, uh, had a guest, and I'm excited to talk about this piece because I showed it to him and immediately we had this connection because we have this absolutely a, a specific influence that uh, what we're going to talk about ties us together, not only from a number of different creative perspectives, but it's just something that we're both into. So we're going to talk about the Dragula piece today that's inspired by not only Rob Zombie's artwork himself, but also the song lyrics of the of the song, Dragula. So Jared, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, totally digging your museum of madness over here. <laughs> hey, this is amazing. Uh, uh, thank you. 
I guess you could say that Captain Spaulding was an influence as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like I like the work as well. Uh, once we start getting into it, I mean, I have some ideas, but holy, holy cow! Like, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's I like it. Well, I, I did this piece uh, towards the very end of '22. I actually finished this on Christmas Eve of all days, and uh, don't ask me why, because uh, it's very you know Christmassy and thematic, yeah. as as you can tell. But um, it's kind of one of those things where uh, I saw this idea online. I can't say that I, I can take full credit for the idea because what I love about the Internet especially is that artists basically take other ideas from other artists. And so That's, I, I've seen it the dawn of time. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> exactly. If you're not ripping somebody off, then what are you doing? Yeah. But no, I just I, I saw it. And I thought it was really cool. And I thought to myself, you know, if I if I see one of these things, because they are in abundance, you know, you can't find this mass produced like Bed Bath and Beyond art, you know, in abundance anywhere. You you can't go to any thrift shop and not walk out with a live left love something or other. What do they call it nowadays? Artisanal. It's very is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. So the the whole live laugh love is it's kind of that uh, that motto of basic bitches everywhere, right? You see yeah, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> You have to see it. I'm sure he's probably going to put it up pretty soon. But the dig, burn, slam, if you know the song, like, as it's pretty rock star. Like, it looks like a wonderful mural that could be painted on the side of a CD strip club on Halloween night, you know? Ooh, yeah, I yeah, did that, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, maybe I'll have to find some local establishments to, uh, <laughs> to proposition but yeah there you go or poster form like i mean if you you're, you're totally into the the whole rob zombie aesthetic i mean i am you are and he's obviously influenced by you know old school movies like obviously white zombie which was an actual movie and that's he named his band yeah. yeah 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 absolutely so. yeah no he's he's a package deal i i have taken so much inspiration and i talked about this on other shows too but the he's 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 an, a musician he's an artist like a visual artist like this uh, and obviously a filmmaker. And so because of that, like I definitely draw a lot from, from what he provides just as an artist, you know, overall, very, whole, uh, well-rounded, very wholesome in terms of his approach to so many different things. And like his, his album art, like you can see so much of his own work on his own album art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if wholesome would be the, yeah, word probably not, it, but you know, probably it, not wholesome. Uh, there's yeah. a there's like a uh, a cult like status as far as you know being a triple threat musician yeah. filmmaker that's a good way to put it own you know um, cult status you know Rob Zombie you know Rob Zombie right so and uh, he's you know he's been around he, he he doesn't back off on what he's doing he he's full force into it that's his lifestyle that's how he how he lives that's mm -hmm. that's his work. And you got to respect that. And he's never like shied away from like, not, nah. you know, he doesn't go any other direction yeah. and you got to appreciate that. Kind of like, you know, our favorite like cult B movie heroes, like Bruce Campbell, like he knows he's Ash forever and yeah. embraces it. Rob Zombie, he embraces who he is. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Like he, like you look at him at any given point in time and like, you just know who that is. Yeah. There's, there's no question. Um, yeah. So I uh, I thought you would appreciate this piece. I like I said, I did it back in December, but um, I know that you you value, especially from from your background as a as a uh, person in the film industry, that you would absolutely appreciate not only this from just the aesthetic, but what Rob Zombie is as a as a total package. 
That's also, um, <clears throat> I've had, uh, the industry is a very finicky industry, you know, but you can see the passion in anybody you network with or you talk with, whether you're on a film set or you're just uh, hanging out with musicians or even artists. It doesn't matter. Passion is passion. You can tell by the artwork and like what people are doing. I mean, I know some people need hobbies, but also you need a passion too. And if you get get your passion and hobby combined into one and that's what you're focused on, I mean, that really shows to people, you know, and everybody's like, okay, this, this person's doing the damn thing, mm -hmm. you know, and that shit's on point and let's keep going. Let's talk about it. Let's network. Let's uh, discuss this piece and where can we move on from here? You know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the record dropped in, in 1998, and I'm sure you can probably remember the video. Yeah. Like, I can just see it. Like, I look at it, and I can I can hear this piece, like, which is not, you know, obviously it was influenced by the song Dragula, but it, consequential is the name of the, the piece itself is Dragula. But I can see the video. I can hear the song. Like, do you remember where you were at in 98? Uh, well, actually, I had uh, left uh, East Rochester. I moved to Fairfax, Virginia. I went to high school. One of my first friends that I met was Joe Pyrek, and he did, like, a uh, local access um, radio show on uh, Fairfax County um, Public Access, and it was called The Mothership Connection. <laughs> and he invited me on to the show. So I guess I started, like, radio in 98 when wow. I was, like, 17 years old. And uh, he... Uh, even being public access, he would still get like free CDs. Mm -hmm. And so I came on the show and he actually had the CD right before it came out and he would get free copies. I'm like, no way. That's mm -hmm. pretty awesome. And he actually gave me a copy. I would not stop listening to it. And what's crazy is when I saw the piece, I, I started talking about like, okay, I remember where I was in 99 too, because the matrix came out and that was like a uh -huh. huge movie in 99. And yeah. I just remember that scene with Neo and Trinity and they're in the club and this song just starts blaring. I mean, every track on that was pretty much like massable. I mean, that was nonstop on, you know, in my ears, like sure. every day, like taking the bus to school and, you know, walking back, you know, during that time when you're like a teenager, well, I think I was actually 16, 16 at the time. I don't know. Either way, I won't hold it against you. Yeah, yeah, you know it's a it's a blur. Uh, <laughs> but I I do remember like Super Beast was amazing, Living yeah. Dead Girl. Like even just it. listening to the lyrics without the videos, oh, it yeah. just inspires so many images. Like you know when you're a writer as well, right? You can hear the music, and I think music is a huge integral part for like how you're painting the scene in your mind, whether with words or like if you're actually doing what you're doing, which is a lot better. I mean, I used to draw like you know basic bitch freaking comic books you know what i mean like i was just like i i, I would compare myself more to like jonan vasquez's uh johnny the homicidal maniac before he somehow got a deal with nickelodeon to do invader zim if you've right. ever seen that right. show but you know this artwork like obviously requires a lot of talent you obviously put a lot of passion uh, uh thought into it the, the use of colors and everything like that it really pops I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Like, yeah. yeah, we both just use the term basic bitch. And I got to, I got <laughs> to tell you, that's almost a term of endearment. Because <laughs> I am absolutely a pumpkin spice extraordinaire at this moment in time, as we sit at, what is it? Uh, 22 August today. Yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Uh, Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. yeah. It's the end of the month, but, yeah. but you know, Halloween merch is in full swing. You're starting to see, uh, <laughs> Yeah, stores which, are already like backed up with Halloween candy, yeah, just ready to go. Which is where I live in my mind all the time. But I've already got, I've got pumpkin spice coffee. I've got pumpkin spice uh, chapstick. I've got pumpkin spice flavors just 
emanating throughout the house. So anyways, um, you mentioned... The Museum of Madness is what I indeed. call this, and yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, but you mentioned you know, tapes and CDs from your childhood. What do you like better, tapes or CDs? Actually, I I, I totally miss uh, making those mixed tapes. Yeah. And sometimes, like, back in the day, like, I, I don't know if anybody in Rochester remembers why? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I would I would start recording songs on on cassette, and then just like stopping right when commercials would start, and then I'd just wait for that next song to come in and start playing records. So like making those mix, yeah. that's like you know, classic. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. those uh, transparent Memorex tapes. Yeah, yeah. Those. Yeah. 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 The best part about CDs, though. Yeah. You can see these nuts. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I just, are you going to put an air horn in between that? Or are you really going to do it? <laughs> How about I just say, bah, 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 bah. Bah, bah, bah. so okay, yeah. All right. I couldn't help it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, said yeah. CDs. I get it. We all got our own devices. Yeah. And I'm just a, not perfect. I'm a child up here. <laughs> yeah, all good. So when I showed you this piece, I guess that's probably what we should talk about since that's what the, the show, Oh, is that what we're here? That's kind okay. of what the, the, right. the premise of the whole podcast thing is. Yeah. But um, what were your original thoughts when, like when you saw it? Um, I kind of just pull it out. Like I said, it, it reminded me of like a lot of things like, you know, in this day and age, new music's coming out. I'm not sure about a lot of it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I guess that's what happens when you get old and everything going on nowadays. And I don't know, music's just not the same. And then, you know, you, we start sounding like our parents, like, yeah. you know, back in the seventies and sixties. Right. And it's, it's tragic that like nowadays, like, I don't know the late 2000s all we have to fall back on is the 80s which is apparently in vogue you know what mm -hmm. i mean let's go back to the 90s you know what i mean like yeah. and seeing this piece it's just like i can't remember the 90s now you know and uh rob zombie was a big influence you know? rob zombie nine inch nails marilyn manson Ooh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah uh seeing this piece uh like i said i brought back like I said my own personal memories, mm -hmm. you know, and I think anybody that was, you know, listening to this kind of music back in the 90s would appreciate this. And it definitely gives that feeling of nostalgia, even though Rob Zombie himself, he, he put like his level of nostalgia and his love for classics, yeah. but made it his own. Right. And that's like what every like artist should like aspire to do. You know, what I mean, take something that you've already seen put your own filter on it, your own perception or do an homage mm -hmm. to the style, you know, and it's, I think it's a, it, it's a great homage, you know, um, personally, like on the top part and the, the, the right hand side, like, I feel like you could do a lot more like mm -hmm. a little comic panel, like, you know, those okay. EC comics that they used to yeah, do, you yeah, know, yeah, something yeah. like tales from the crypt, oh, you know, sort of thing. Sure. And, like do a little panel from like the top all the way down to the right hand side. I did that. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, I think it looks great. You know, something to fill in that blank and Oh my God, this thing will be popping. No, I, I, I can see that. I appreciate that. Cause I really feel like feedback is a, is a instrumental piece and in, in being able to take it to another level. Um, and you may have heard me say on the show before, like, I've got a rule personally, like once I sign a piece, yeah. it's done. Yeah. Like, there's, I, I don't go back to it, which is interesting because I actually just recently upcycled one of my own pieces. Mm -hmm. Cause like, this is an upcycled piece, but even though like, I'm not going to go back and make changes to it, I completely, I guess, made the other piece that I just talked about into a completely different piece or to a degree, I guess, I, I guess that's a way I can kind of church it up and and rationalize what I did to this other one. But yeah. but yeah, no, I could definitely see that. And 
I'm glad you mentioned those those old titles because I actually went through a huge period of time, and I've still done it to a degree recently, but I took a ton of influence from old like monster magazines and Tales from the Crypt, old comics like that, horror comics, but also just like the basic comic style. Yeah. And I've done a ton of ton of canvas work, mixed media collage, uh, which is what this is as well. Yeah. But it but basically like showcasing different magazine covers mixing it myself and, and so much of that is in storage I, I really need to make the effort to dig it out and do some some episodes about them but what yeah. impresses me a lot about like everything that i see that you know you bring around and that i, I look at like it's all freehand work you know as far as i can tell you're you're doing it i don't think i could even do that you know i mean i i get an idea and i do my own thing and then i'm my own worst critic but like you definitely have a signature style, even though it's definitely a lot of influence, but it's, it's a lot of passion. You know I mean? A lot of people like should aspire to at least get to that level of like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is how we, you know, it reminds me of like back in the day when I used to paint my own miniatures or, mm -hmm. you know, we were talking earlier about Legos, like nowadays Legos are just like, okay, this is what it should look like. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened if you take it apart and just put your own little spin on it? And right. so I can tell definitely your own spin on it. Yeah. You know, but the influence is there as well. So, and I just, I, I think it's fun. Like I feel like yeah. being able to take things, that's really what kind of started my artistic expression in the very, very beginning. If you go back all the way to the pilot episode, I talked about how when I was a child, I would have these interests, whether it was like the shows that I watched or the toys that I played with and I wanted more. Yeah. And so in order to get more, I would draw it. And that's, that was the deal. And Your so storyline. That's it. And yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. And like, as I, I mean, really as a, like a little, little kid, just like drawing these terrible renditions of Thundercats and just like ridiculous things like that. But, but they were just like using your imagination. And like, I feel like that's a lost thing that we don't have for the youth of today. And this is where we sound old. I yeah. say, I say we, cause I yeah. want you into that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what? I just turned 21. Yeah, 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 me yeah. too. Um, <laughs> uh, Twenty-three years ago. Yeah. So, uh, uh -huh. but yeah, I feel like there's not as much imagination or, or like creativity as there used to be because everything's absorbed in screens. Well, the thing about the internet too is like you think like the original intention was to bring everybody together, but now everybody's a critic. Yeah, and everybody can criticize something, but do you see them doing something about it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have more respect for people who write horrible fan fiction than I do people who just go around criticizing everything. Right, right. You right. know, like at least you're trying to create your own universe of something that you really like and you really appreciate and you're putting, you know, your own time and effort into it, yeah. you know? And I'm like, that that's respectable as opposed to just like, I hate this. I don't right. like that. Well, maybe it's just not for you. Just exactly. find something else to, you know, <laughs> to exactly. do, you know? And like I've said before, like you're never going to see any of my work ever hanging in a museum somewhere. Like, None of this is going to be, um, you I'm know, not going to be at the Oscars anytime soon. Right, so right, right. I get it. Yeah. We're, we're not going to study this in the future, <laughs> but, but I love it. And yeah. like, I love to share it and I want to, you know, I appreciate like you appreciating it, yeah. like showing it to you and, and getting this, this feedback and like your perspective and like knowing that you can relate to the piece. You can definitely like, it, it triggers a nostalgic experience, like to, to talk, to talk about that, uh, your public access show and like. When's the last time you thought about that? You know, know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm still staring at it, like just thinking <laughs> about like, you know, what else can I say? Uh, you just got to meet passionate people. And like, I totally dig it. 
You know, <laughs> it's, exactly. uh, you know, uh, when you, when you have ideas and other people have ideas, sometimes they don't always like mesh, but you can see the passion. I mean, we have the same like uh, appreciation for the aesthetics of, you know, like classic horror mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, B movies yeah. and like that are so bad. You got to watch them, you know, I mean, I was, yeah, exactly. Mystery Science Theater 3000 was like my nightlight, okay. you know, back in the day. Um, and, you know, I would go to Blockbuster Video. Yeah, that shows how old I am. Yeah. I even was just manager at Blockbuster <laughs> Video, like, back in the day. That was the best job ever. Besides, you took a brother up? Uh, <laughs> not anymore. I think there's only <laughs> one Blockbuster Video left. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would change out the tapes. Like, I would get, like, the Brave Little Toaster and, mm -hmm. like, mix it out with Hellraiser, you know? Oh. And now hopefully they don't check at the counter. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was, like, huge into, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess like anything that was like cult status, yeah. you know, and the fact that we can talk about this and yeah, I, I'm hugely appreciative. Like when I write scripts, like it's all different genres, but you know, I know, you know, my basics was like, you know, D and D, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like horror, fantasy, sci-fi, things yeah. like that. And uh, just that level of respect and appreciation and just going the extra mile just to do something. Um, I don't know. It, it, it shows a lot. And a lot of people, I think, uh, should learn um, to network a little bit more because you never know who you're going to meet, what other artists might have an idea. Next thing you know, you got a storyboard, maybe you got a film, maybe you got like your own uh, webcomic series, you know, anything. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, hope for the best, but, you know, just keep on putting out your work and, you know, keep talking about it. And hopefully in that discussion, somebody that's listening will reach out and be like, hey, you know what? I got something and let's go. It's, it's fun. I, I really love to collaborate with people. In fact, um, I want to put you in touch with my buddy, Dangerous Dave Cusky, because he's a filmmaker and he and I have worked together, everything from visual art, like I, I talked about on a few episodes back, uh, a couple of the posters that I did for some of his work, as well as some voiceover stuff. So I'll definitely connect you guys, but that's what it's all about. It's just oh. like, Voiceover work I would love because that's like the easiest job. You can do that job in your pajamas. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I don't even think I had pants on. I know. Right, right. You know? We're, we, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, you yeah, don't know. Fill in the blanks over there. Like even right now, like yeah. who knows what we're wearing. I know. I'm, I'm totally not wearing a dinosaur costume. In this. And that's cool. And neither am I. Yeah. And if you believe that, we'll tell you another story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this has been cool. I really appreciate you being on the show. I know... I only started this back in April and um, right from the get go, like you were super supportive and you definitely like were excited about it. And, you know, just talking about being a guest on the show to actually have it come to fruition. It's been good. I know. Well, I mean, we automatically connected because we have a lot of similarities, but that doesn't also mean for anybody out there that has a lot of things too in the industry. Uh, if you're especially inspired by the creative arts, you know, whether it's film, television, music, uh, music is obviously a big inspiration for totally. both of us. Yeah. Um, uh, even just art, like even if it's not your style, if you connect with somebody that has a different style, I mean, I, you know how many times I've gone back and like just thought of something like, Oh, I didn't think about that. And then mm -hmm. it's just like, that's the final touch, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, you always have your own, uh, you, you have your own, uh, I guess, uh, volition or, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but you have your own idea of what you want to do. But, right. you know, sometimes just networking, even if it's not the same style or whatever, yeah. you can always work with somebody. But I mean, it's 
good that we both have very similar interests. Sure. You know, and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why this works. So, well, like even the stuff that we're into, we were just talking about some music earlier yeah. and you introduced me to a new band that I wasn't familiar with. Oh yeah. Shout out to uh, my buddy, Joseph Daniel Nelson. You know, he's a rhythm guitarist of uh, Necrogoblicon. We actually partied back in the day. We're still friends. And it's just like, <laughs> it, it, you would appreciate that band. Totally. Anybody, I, I'm sure if anybody listens or appreciates your artwork, they kind of have the same fun and yeah. style. Um, look up Necrogoblicon. They're, they're pretty awesome. It, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's just like, the simplest of conversations and next thing you know here's here's a new musical interest to to check it out you know and yeah. um like the films that you've introduced me to and we just get to talking about different things and yeah that's that's the influence I, i've talked about this so much but like that's part of the whole point of the show is like to talk about influences and the things that you know kind of helped me produce yeah. getting to this to this end goal and then kind of working it backwards like what was it that got me here and obviously you know, I talk about musical interests a lot on the show in terms of like what I was listening to when I'm working on a piece or whatever. And I think it's pretty obvious what I was listening to it wasn't Christmas yeah, tunes on know, Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was it was the old RZ himself. So uh, it's like when I'm writing a screen uh, uh, screenplay or I'm, I'm writing a scene. Obviously, hey, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a uh, I'm not a scab. Okay, I'm not I'm not pitching anything <laughs> right now. I know there's a there's a strike and everything going on. And by the way, since there's a strike going on, just because, um, you know, uh, there's a strike going on doesn't mean you can't write. You can't still create. That's the best time to create. Okay. You know, because you're not like uh, held in constraints by the studio process or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I found like sometimes when I was at my lowest or I had nothing, that's when the creativity comes out. Okay. You know? And we're not talking about baseball, right? No. Okay. No, no, just no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah that's, that's Two balls. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. <laughs> that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother topic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Just but, checking. you know, uh, when, when things like that, that's uh, a lot of people get upset and they get like all involved. And like, that's the time you, if you are an artist or you're passionate about creating something, that's when your mind really just should start to work with, with the least amount of tools possible. You'll, you know, I think it was Dustin Hoffman when he was like at the actor's studio. He's like, you could take away this, you could take away that. You could put me in a prison cell completely naked, but I will bite my thumb until it bleeds and paint all over the walls oh, with my blood. Nice. You know, that's how much, you know, of an yeah. artist that I am, you know? I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that before. I love it. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. wow. Way to end it with like, wow, I got to think about that one now. <laughs> well, I Baba guess. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you for being here. Dude, thank you for having me. And I'm sure we'll do this again. I would love to. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, network people, uh, networking with people. Sure. And everybody that's listening, you know, don't be afraid to go out and have a conversation. And, yeah. Um, share. Yeah. Right. Just share. And just like, and, and, people don't need to necessarily like other stuff. Like we like what we like, Yeah. but you can absolutely value and appreciate the process. You can appreciate just the creativity. And if you like it, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. And, yeah. yeah. But just uh, stay creative, right? Yeah. So keep writing. That's right. And uh, keep drawing. Yeah. Keep painting. For show. Keep uh, playing on the guitar. I don't know, you know, whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, uh, you know, during those downtimes. Just, uh, you got to let that passion come out. Especially when it's a downtime. Right? Yeah. I, I can't tell you how much artwork has gotten me through some tough times. Oh, yeah. uh, it's always kind of a therapeutic, creative outlet. So um, embrace that. 
Yeah, my parents couldn't afford much, and all I had was pen and paper, and sure. you know, and a lot of outside influences. And I would start doing my own comic books, and yeah, you know, because I couldn't afford the next issue of X Men, or right. you know, what I mean? like, yep. write your things own. like that. Yeah, I was just yeah. write my own, create my own superhero team. You know, you know what? That's a perfect segue, and we didn't even set that up. But I just saw a meme. Since we won't end on a down note, oh, yeah. I saw a meme that says that uh, Cyclops, the '90s era Cyclops. Very much looks like a can of WD-40. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. The same same color scheme and everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to thank my guest Jared Marabon for being on the show today. Thank and, you, thank uh, you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it's my pleasure, and, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. I appreciate it. I will. I will be back. I will be back. Easy, Arnold. Hey, Marley mates. What's that you ask? Where can I get my official Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast merch? Well, I'll tell you. Head on over to Spreadshirt.com and you can find a whole plethora of different things. We got t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, coffee mugs, you name it. So you can rock out with your gear on. What did you think I was going to say? Go on over, show some love, and uh, sport your podcast gear like a boss. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy, and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page, or on Instagram at MR. M-M-H-O-D. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.